All right. But Pokemon Go has some updates uh, and some, um, I don't, uh, d- additional monet. I don't know. How do you describe it without just calling it microtransactions? They're doing more microtransactions. Um, and I have some feelings about it. Oh, I don't know no. about I don't know about you, Jesse, but I got some some feelings. Hurts you right in those feelings? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't hurt me in the feelings, but I just have some feelings about it. Some strong feelings. Uh, you know, some strong feelings, some weak feelings, it's feelings of all shapes and sizes. Speaking of shapes and sizes, we'll get into that too. Uh, what am I oh. kicking around? Oh, okay. All right. That foreshadowing. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Let's get into it. To the Battle Science Podcast, the Pokemon Go PvP podcast. We talk about Pokemon Go PvP, Pokemon Go, Pokemon, uh, and other stuff, uh, and sometimes, um, you know, uh, other stuff as it strikes our fancy, like um, how the Seattle Kraken is getting absolutely annihilated by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I am one of your hosts, Stephen, aka Born in the Woods, joined as always by Jesse, aka Rocket Admin J. How's it going, everyone? Uh, don't forget to hydrate. I have. Uh, I've got a big old bottle of water here that I need to drink. Because if you donate blood, they take a lot of liquid out of you, and you gotta replace it. Because not only not only do you have to hydrate beforehand so the blood comes out quicker, you also gotta hydrate after so you can replenish replenish the fluids. So, um, uh. We've got a. What's the date? Uh, it's, it's December thirteenth. December thirteenth, not an unlucky day because it's a Tuesday and not a Friday. Um, That's true. We've got some stuff going on. Um, <laughs> last night, well, uh, after donating blood, uh, went and had uh, some dicks driving, and you can like round up your purchase to like donate some change to to their charity or whatever. Uh, and I looked at it and it was like twelve dollars and twenty something cents, and I was like. Do I round up to 13? Is that unlucky? I was like, just round up anyway, you know? I was like, eh. The, the, it's going to a good cause. It can't be bad. Yeah, it's, it's probably not it's probably not terrible. Um, It would have been fine if it was like rounding up to 12 or $14, but the $13, I was like, I'm a little. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. Um, <laughs> These puns. Is Chris writing your script tonight? Uh, no, no script. Uh, no script other than a list of things to get to. Um, but before we get into, uh, the news roundup, uh, let me talk to you a little bit about the wonderful people over at patreon.com slash battle science. Uh, the people that help 
keep this podcast running and up on podcast services around the globe. Um, the wonderful Patreon podcast producers over at patreon.com slash battle science are Winston the Champ, Evo Stevo, Jmar, and Dan P, aka Sorov. Thank you to you wonderful Patreon podcast producers for the month of December um, for helping keep this podcast online. Um, you can join them uh, if you go over to patreon.com slash battle science back as the $5 tier or more. Um, you can get your name read at the beginning of the show. Um, if you want something other than your name being read at the beginning of the show, uh, let me know. Um, I, if you have, I guess it's a, just a shout out thing. So if you want like a YouTube channel shout out or something or whatever, I'm not Social totally media. against it as long as it's not uh, inappropriate and uh, like egregiously um, cash crabby. Um, I mean, actually, I mean, if you want to just put your cash app or something on here, I'm also not necessarily <laughs> um, against that, but like. You know, it'd be interesting. Um, Jim is him. May, uh, maybe? Um, you're not here. No, nope, I don't want that one. I want patrons. Uh, uh, give me a second. Why do I only see? I have some de some information on here. Uh, Jim is him. I don't see, but I don't see all of the information. I probably should be seeing via Patreon, so um, I can get into it um, in a little bit. Um, it's okay. You don't love us anymore. I understand. <laughs> That's oh, Jesse with some some steaks. <laughs> driving into the heart um i'll look into it see what's what's popping there um uh let's see <laughs> was i ever not <laughs> i don't i don't think jesse's ever been a good boy per se um uh but we're not gonna go too far into that kind of <laughs> conversation uh what was hey, it hey i can crush those coals with my salt and the diamonds um was it Depresso's Espresso is not here to <laughs> get into those kinds of conversations. Um, but let's pop into, I don't have my buttons here. Um, so I'm going to have to push other stuff. Let me find that one. Giddy up now. This is the news roundup. And we're going to jump into the news roundup. Um, all right, so quick little post news from the past. Uh, Keldeo has shown up in Pokemon Go. Uh, Keldeo being the, uh, what, what technically Pokemon is it in the Pokedex? What's its name? Occult Pokemon. The Occult Pokemon? Cult, like horse. Oh, the Colt. I'm hearing cult, and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, interesting. Um uh one of the swords of justice sort of technically the fourth member of that family um it is behind or was I should say behind a paywall you had to pay what $5 $10 uh 
I think it was five. Uh, five dollars to get the research to be able to complete. Uh, you complete the research and you get Keldeo, um, with Sacred Sword, um, as the body fighting body slam clone. Um, it uh, it's All it's right, o- right here under the text. Eight dollars. <laughs> oh, eight dollars. Oof. Uh, it's okay. D- don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. Um. Uh, Keldeo t-shirt, avatar item, 14 rare candies, 12 silver pine abs, two incubators, two super incubators, two incense, various fighting type and water type Pokemon encounters, and more. Um, a fighting water. I don't remember catching Keldeo in my experience playing the main series game, so um, I was pretty darn sure it was fighting. I didn't realize it was a water type as well. Yeah. Um. Let's see, that joins the ranks of Polyrath, and what other fighting waters are there? Urshifu. Which we don't have in the game yet. Oh, but oh, oh is it going to be so cool? I can't wait for Cub Fuda to be in Pokemon Go. Um, if it's behind a paywall, I'm not getting it. Niantic. Right. Uh, I'm letting my feelings so show. Here are its moves for you. Uh-huh. Fast moves are Poison Jab, Low Kick. Uh, low kick getting a buff this season. Poison jab being all right. Okay. Sacred sword. Uh huh. Close combat. Interesting. X scissor. Hydro pump and aqua jet. Uh, on paper that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, its uh, key traits are its spammy, flexible, fast move pressure, shield pressure, and defensive. Okay. Why are its keys all sounding good? Why is it bad? Or why is it only okay? It's behind the paywall. Okay. <laughs> its like... key wins in Master League are against Uvaltail, Excadrill, Swampert, Gyarados, and Dialga. All very good. Are, are those key wins like high rated or are those all closer to ties? Its highest one is against Uvaltail at 757. That makes sense it's... since it's a fighting type. The lowest win is against Dialga at a 571. Okay. Uh, interesting. Recommended moveset is Poison Jab, Hydro Pump, Sacred Sword. Yeah. Huh. Overall in Master League, it's ranked 66. That's not terrible, but also not... Eh. Via PV Poke, I should say. That's that's 66 yeah. via PV Poke. Um. The downside is, is you get one. Yeah, that's so true. If you don't get the optimal stats, you don't. Yeah, you have, you know, mileage may vary there. Um, yeah. Stats don't that's matter. The bane with these mythics. Is... Stats don't matter mm-hmm. until they do. So, yeah. yeah, there's no way to re-roll that kind of thing either. So, and if you're running at Master League, that's maxed out. You're du- it's a resource dump. Yeah. Ooh, feisty. Almost got a fist fight with Tanev. Please, sorry, more more cracking. Two minutes and forty left on the clock. It's gonna it's gonna tick down at some point here. Um, but as of this recording, the event has ended. Yes, uh, Kelio is no longer acquirable because it was at the end of a timed research. That if you did not complete, it would go away. Which is, uh, or no, let's see, special research. Did they reference that it was? Yeah, it's a special research, so that means it's... Oh, okay. Oh, okay, after you've received it, you can complete it at any time. Okay, so it wasn't a timed research where it goes away. Um, because they seem to be doing that with 
Um, more and more stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, Some of the spawns that you got from the event, you know, none of them were on a, no different than what was already popping up. Uh huh. Um, the biggest one was the new edition of Crabrawler. Um, does its its evolution is in the game? Is that correct? Crabominal, yeah. Okay. You have to use a rainy lure to evolve it. Huh. In- interesting. It's not a fighting water type, though, is it? Uh, one second, pulling it up because I forget myself. Okay. Uh, it is fighting ice. Oh, right. It is a weird one. Um, in Master League, it's your anti ground type. Its moves are bubble or rock smash. Ew. <laughs> ice punch, crab hammer, payback, or power up punch. Um, it's really held back by its fast move. It looks like. Yeah, that sounds like it could actually be pretty solid. If it got um, counter, that would be ridiculous. Yes. Um, because crab hammer it has a chance to boost your attack. Interesting. Or no, it's a guaranteed boost. Oh. Huh. And it hits like shadow ball. Although it's not getting stab off of crab hammer. Correct. Interesting. But it does have ice punch and power up punch. That's not terrible. It's it's an ice polyrath. Yeah, it so it, it that gives it coverage against the flyers that would be um that would be hurting it as a fighting type. The ice doesn't give it flying resistance though. Um correct. Which is not great. Um but then so again, that's ice types. So in Ultra and Great League, uh-huh. it is above rank 500. Uh, but it's just still super low. In Master League, it is 387. That's not good. <laughs> that's yeah, not so good. So it's literally just the fact that Bubble's hindering it. Huh. Yeah, I would be interested to see it get a, a better fast move. but Because um, that, along with a lot of other Pokemon, that charge move pool is pretty darn solid. Um, it's literally just being held back by that five. Oh, that it's also move. really attack weighted. It's oh, uh, two hundred six, <laughs> right. one twenty eight, one ninety six. Um, uh, shoot. Max CP at level fifty one. Uh huh. Or sorry, level fifty uh-huh. is fifty two oh nine. Whoa, whoa! All right. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> that's huge. Uh, I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. That's overall stat. I'm looking at the wrong number. Okay. 3286. Okay, that's considerably less impressive. Um, yeah. Huh. It's interesting. That's... I apologize. I was looking at no, the wrong number. No, that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't... It hasn't impressed me yet. Um, let me look on Crab Brawler is still ranked 733 in uh, Great League. Oof. It's got everything but Ice Punch. Huh. Everything else the same. So it's poor, fast moves along with everything else? Yeah. Uh, that's a bummer. Um, but when it's in its great first form, it's just fighting. Huh. Well, that's actually... Everything but Ice Punch, you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, because that, that so would... So Hammer, Payback, Power-Up Punch... 
Oh, neat. We with, with six seconds left, the Kraken scored a second goal. Yay. Um, yeah, because that with ice punch, it might actually make it kind of interesting. But if it doesn't have ice punch, then it doesn't have yeah. that additional coverage against flyers. Um, but yeah, I personally didn't play in the event, so I can't really say yay or nay. I uh, so I mean, neither of us bought the ticket, but you and I both played and caught stuff at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get the um, I got a hundo meta tight which I evolved into Metacham. Um, so I now have the hundo for when uh, Mega Metacham comes out, yep. which is very nice. Um, I got three hundo Machops and found a replacement uh, Hitmontop for Great League. You mad lad. Uh, the hundo Machamp is something I've been looking out for for a very long time, and the <laughs> fact that you found three is... Um... Painful. I didn't see any Pharisee, so that must have been part of the event one. Uh, yep. Increased uh, incense encounters. It was not part of the wild encounters. Something we should have mentioned was this is a good opportunity to stock on some really good competitive Pokemon. Yes. Um, Sorry so, about that. <laughs> huh? Sorry to our listeners. <laughs> this the, the details for this event kind of just came up real quick, so it's one of those things of since we record bi-weekly like we're unless we do a short something every on the in-between weeks of uh, a main episode um there's not a whole lot we can do um um hopefully you went out there and caught some stuff not a overwhelmingly exciting event but something to do um with the new pokemon coming out in scarlet and violet hopefully you caught some really low level manky um, although I've got a sneaking suspicion we are going to get Mankey as a community day at some point, um, oh, because yeah. with its, with its new, um, with, Spoiler warning. uh, <laughs> if you don't want to hear anything about Scarlet and Violet, um, skip about a minute or so from now. Um, I won't be saying too much more details other than, um, Primate gets a evolution, um, that makes it very ripe for a community day. Like, it's it's so perfect for a community day at some point. So, um, the new move it gets access to that it it has to use is a requirement for it to evolve. Is perfect for it to get for a community day. So, um, um, yes, yes. Um, that'll be an interesting typing to see when it does come out. Yes. Um I I don't know its stat breakdown, um but this could it's be ridiculous. It could be a really really good addition to go. Um So um let's see. Let me just kick that off so my tablet's battery isn't dying. Um All right. Moving on, because that's enough talking about past events. Um, Jesse, do you want to talk about Pokemon sizes? Sure. I sent you an image of its stats. So, one of the new updates that we recently had has been new Pokemon sizes have been discovered in Pokemon Go. If you have been someone that has played Pokemon Go for a while, this was kind of first introduced with Pumpkaboo and actual physical manifestation in game other than just being a tag 
or an achievement you could get with catching Rattatas or Magikarp. Um, trainers tend to break out the scales. Other trainers have recently discovered XXS and XXL Pokemon. In the graphic here, you can see that the Poochiana has three varying sizes. Pokemon such as Poochiana, Mightyena, and Mawile have recently been observed in three sizes, and your Pokedex has been updated to start tracking these sizes of the Pokemon that you catch. We wonder if other Pokemon have undiscovered sizes as well. Keep a sharp eye out, trainer. Trainers, we will try to find these elusive Pokemon and update the records in your Pokedex. Let's go. So, more sizes of Pokemon appearing in Pokemon Go. Trainers around the world have encountered Pokemon in previously undiscovered sizes. Uh, the three so far are Poochiana, Mightyena, and Mawile. And doesn't say that they're going to be increasing the rates of those, so I think those are the only ones so far that have the new effects. The new effects being, if you've played the main series games, if a Pokemon is smaller than normal, it'll have a blue particle effect. And if it is larger than normal, it'll have an orange particle effect when you click on the Pokemon. Um, and it says here, new animations. When you encounter an XXS or an XXL Pokemon, you might notice things that look different. That's the animation. So it looks incredibly like a shiny effect when you click on it and it loads the Pokemon. Um, it'll be a, it's it'll more be, it's more detailed um which right but to someone that doesn't know what these particle effects are mm -hmm. it'll look you'll think it's, it's a shiny yeah you might think it's a shiny um hopefully people that are um colorblind um don't get it too confused um, i would think that they might put it like an icon on top of the name like they do with the shiny um so the the one thing to keep in mind is i'm just watching this animation go through is that when it's tiny the arrows there are uh, a spiraling arrows that point inward and when it's huge there are spiraling arrows that point outward um Correct. so That's whereas of what they started in let's go pikachu and eevee yes yeah, so but the shiny a shiny is somewhere around like this this is a lot more detailed of an animation than um, the shiny animation, which is like, I think, uh, eight to ten stars, maybe five, five to ten stars that sort of circle around. Um, this has like, hopefully your phone is more recent because this might make some phones chug. Um. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I don't see this animation on my announcement that you're looking at. Um, I'm on Pokemon Go Live's blog post. I, know, I am too. Scroll For down me, a little just bit. A gray box. I, oh, exactly where you're looking at on the stream. Oh, 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 oh. on your uh, on your desktop, on it's the, not showing. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder. You got it open. It might Chrome? be my ad block. <laughs> oh my god, that actually that would make sense. Um, <laughs> um, my I think my one question my one question here just generically is does this change the um catch radius um i would say yes i would it's a bigger target or a smaller target i would imagine so which kind of sucks um that's kind of really not great um but at the moment the only three that have this effect are poochie and the mightyena and mawile right you're not going to see a whole lot of mightyena um the only dark type i'm seeing consistently right now is umbreon and i don't really know why but okay yeah um if you want to go ahead and scroll down a little bit more, we can talk about how their sizes will be tracked in the Pokedex. You can yes. kind of see it reminiscent right now in the game if you go through and check your uh, recently caught Pokemon. It'll tell you it's the tallest they've seen or the heaviest they've seen 
the shortest they've seen or the lightest that they've seen mm -hmm. recently. So, and then you can go to your Pokedex, like it's showing here, and it'll show you your biggest and heaviest and your tiniest and your smallest. It's pure, currently in its current state, it's purely cosmetic. Yes. So, um, th there is a reason we're talking about it here on the podcast, um, and that is because for those of you who have played the main series games, you know where I'm going. Uh, for those of you that haven't played the main series games, you don't know where I'm going. Um, there are some, I think it's ballpark three or so moves, three to five moves that have differing effectiveness depending on the size of a Pokemon. Um, or the weight. Or the, well, I say size as a generic term for both weight okay. and height. Um, um, sorry, let's let's go with the volume of a Pokemon. The volume um, of Pokemon. How loud are you? Um, <laughs> um, Cloud would like to voice an opinion. Um, so, Grassnot is the one that comes to mind immediately. I believe it's it's Grassnot, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, so grass knot is a, I believe it's a physical type, um, grass, grass type move. move that damages your opponent, uh, more the heavier the, uh, the opponent is. So theoretically it's, it's like a tripping move that the heavier, the, basically the, the, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, basically. Um, mm -hmm. there's a Think couple of, of other... Like a root popping up out of the ground and dripping someone. Mm -hmm. um, so right now with having size differences, so there are still size differences for Pokemon. It's not just generally not visually established yet. Um, the only other instance in which it is shown is um, the Gord Pokemon. Uh, Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist. Yeah, Pumpkaboo and its evolution Gorgeist are the only other ones that have the, the physical representation of the different sizes. So the currently in Pokemon Go, Grass Knot doesn't change um doesn't change its damage output depending on size, but it is something that the main series does have as far as mechanics. So it is something we could see in Pokemon Go at some point. Um, the one sort of the one sort of question is that with a lot of the other mechanics being simplified versions of what's in the main series games, um, it's kind of questionable if we'll ever really get that mechanic in battling within Pokemon Go um, with something like things like status effects um, not being in the game uh, and generally being translated as attack. Uh, attack or defense buffs or debuffs. Um, it, it, it's probably not... It's it's something we could see, but probably not something we will see, at least for a while. So. Um, is there any other moves you can think of that might... Because I know we have Grass Knot in the game because uh, Raichu learns it. Um... Is there anything else as far as move-wise? I want to say there's like a fighting-type move. It's not low knock. Sweep. Low sweep? Okay. Um, and heavy slam. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. It. Uh, do we have low sweep in the game? 
Yeah, but it's a fast move. Okay, so then that, I mean, that could still we could still see an effect there. That would be interesting. Um, Maybe you generate more energy based on the size. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they really implement it without it being absolutely, potentially absolutely game breaking. Um, like potentially better than counter. Um, in some particular, in, in some cases, but it's a matter of because I know you were talking about on the Discord about people then not only keeping track of what their stats are of a particular Pokemon, but also the size of the Pokemon. So like a mm-hmm. rank one might be pretty solid, but it might also be a very large representation of that species where a, you know, rank 15 or a rank 50 might be a much smaller variant where some of those moves aren't going to be doing as much damage. So Right. The one example would given would be like Bastiodon. Yes. Having that would... a large Bastiodon versus a small. That might be um, very, very key. So I don't, I don't know it's what? not something i would say worry about right now just enjoy the aesthetic for what it is uh-huh. but just put it on the back burner yeah it's something within the main series games that they've implemented that we might see here in pokemon go there's really no indication other than they're um expanding the feature to other pokemon yeah, currently you were the one that pointed out to me that this is something they might be doing to incorporate pokemon go into the other games moving forward um i don't believe i mentioned that yeah, you mentioned that it was something that the other games like Arceus and stuff have done. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, in the overworld, that's it's something that we might see in not only in the catch screen, because currently we're seeing it in the catch screen and your um, buddy size. Yep. Um, but I don't know if it's really showing it in the overworld, but it is definitely something that when you're playing uh, Legends Arceus or... Uh, Scarlet and Violet, when you're encountering Pokemon in the wild, their size is represented in the overworld. Um, so if you have a small... Um, the downside is some bug Pokemon are already absolutely minuscule. Um, <laughs> so if you have a small variant, it is even smaller um, to the point where, depending on what screen you're you're playing the game on, it's like three pixels wide, which is dumb. But um, I don't know. Um... <laughs> Um, here, have some more of my feelings. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bringing Pokemon Go into more cohesion with the main series games of showcasing the size of a Pokemon a lot more, um, obviously, rather than just having it be a stat that generally no one gives it, uh, gives a hoot about, so uh ready the next bit uh the next event that's happening jesse uh it's uh uh, beard it's an icy beard (laughs) icy beard uh mega galilee uh shiny bergmite and more uh are being welcome to pokemon go uh trainers it's the season of cheer for pokemon and trainers alike some new and familiar pokemon faces are joining the in the in the fun and you and your pokemon can look your winter best with brand new avatar items poses and more join us for the first part of a two-part festival 
Winter Holiday Event in Pokemon Go. Winter Holiday Part 1, Thursday, December 15th, uh, 2022 at 10 a.m. to Friday, December 23rd, uh, 2022 at 10 a.m. local time. Mega Galilee debuts. Uh, Mega Galilee will make its Pokemon Go debut in Mega Raids. This is Galilee. Um, is it now steel or is it still just ice? It's still just ice. Okay. It's steel just ice? Steel just ice. <laughs> uh, I've been punned in return. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like Pac-Man, but with a beard and also not yellow. So, um, I never thought of it like that. It's pointy Pac-Man. It's big. Yeah, it's big pointy Pac-Man. Um, waka waka waka. <laughs> with a beard, it's uh, it's a black beard, so it's not like a Kratos beard. But it it it's bushy like a Kratos beard, so this you could call a Mega Galalia. You know what it really looks like is those things in Doom. Oh, uh, those are mono-eyed. Um, those are um 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 um, um caco demons. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that's a uh yeah that that might have been on the board as far as um um concept ideas for sure. Um. <laughs> what I always think of when I see it when we were in playing Arceus and they were floating around, I was like Doom guy. Um Event bonuses, fifty percent more XP for winning raid battles. Trainers can store up to forty gifts until the end of the event. Um time to research <laughs> Time to research for five US dollars or the equivalent pricing tier in your local currency, you'll be able to access Event-exclusive timed research. Uh, complete the research task to earn event-themed avatar pose. Other theme, other timed research rewards include two incubators, one incense, a bomb of mega energy, various event-themed Pokemon encounters. Important, please note the timed research expires. The tasks associated with timed research must be completed, and their rewards must be claimed before Saturday, December 31st at 8 p.m. local time. Uh, trainers will be able to purchase and gift tickets to any of their Pokemon Go friends that they have achieved a friendship level of great friends or higher with. Uh, please note that purchases, blah, 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 are non-refundable, etc., etc. Um, um, yeah, there's nothing special about this, and it's $5. Um... The, the joke, the season of microtransactions is not really a joke. It seems to actually be happening. This is, um, this is, uh, additional payment number three, and we are two weeks into the season. Out of, let's see, there's, uh, four weeks in a month, eight, uh, 12, 12 weeks. We have three in two weeks. And we have ten more weeks to go. Um, we already know one of them with the season of Hoenn Tour. Yeah, Hoenn Tour has multiple additional things you can purchase, um, both for the Las Vegas event and for the global event. Um, if I had to make a guess, I would say this is the uh, the last fiscal quarter for Niantic, and they want a very big jump in revenue. Um, so they're kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing what'll stick. Um, it's, it, it's honestly kind of painful to see. Um, wild encounters for this event. This is not, um, not locked behind the $5 tier. This is just wild encounters for the first half of the 
winter holiday part one. Um, Pikachu wearing a winter carnival outfit. That is the the sweater, the sweater and top hat. Um, last year. Yes. Um, Swinub, Delibird, Snowrunt, Sveal wearing a holiday outfit. Snover, Vanillite, Cubchoo, and Bergmite with Bergmite's shiny being introduced as part of this event. If you're lucky, you might encounter the fi- following. Alolan Vulpix, Stantler wearing a holiday outfit, and Cryogonal. Um, so a bunch of Ice-type Pokemon spawning, no matter if it is snowing in-game or not, which I do appreciate, um, considering how not often we get snow, um, um, and how difficult it is when it is snowing to go out and play Pokemon Go. Um, eggs. Uh, following Pokemon will hatch from 7k eggs, a similarly small egg pool. Um, Sneasel, Smoochum, Amora, Bergmite, and Crabrawler. Um, so Crabrawler is coming back in 7k eggs for this event. Uh, raids in one stars Pikachu, Alolan Vulpix, Sveal, Galarian Darumaka, and Bergmite in three stars. Excuse me. Cloyster, Lapras, Stantler, and Glaceon um, are in three stars. Five star raids is Cobalion. Mega raids is Mega Galalee. Uh Cobalion caught from Thursday, December 15th to Friday, December 25th or 23rd, I should say. Um, we'll know the following move Sacred Sword. Um, so if you don't have a Cobalion with Sacred Sword, it will be available from raids. Um, I want to say it's not a super difficult. It's a steel fighting. Am I correct? Yep. Okay. Um, it's a legendary Lucario. So if you have a... Fire ground steel. Fire ground steel. Or, sorry, fire ground fighting. Yep. Um, yeah, go fight it and get one. Um, Heatran. New Heatran. <laughs> yeah, that works too. Um, it's shiny is also know, available. It so. too. Oh, it does? Oh, that's right. Because yeah, he trans is steel. steel. I forget. Um, field research task encounters Pikachu, Alolan Vulpix, Seal, Shelter, Jinx, uh, Stantler, Sveal. Seal and Sveal are in uh, field research. And Crabrawler, if you're lucky, you might encounter the following from research Sneasel and Glaceon. Um, the thing to note is all Sveal, Glaceon, uh, Stantler, and Pikachu are all wearing outfits, which means they generally are not able to evolve. Um, and, and none of those are new. Yeah. Uh, and s- complete certain field research tasks to earn mega energy for Obama Snow, um, which is great because it doesn't feel like some of that mega energy has been in the research rotations so um it has definitely shown up at the beginning of this season and in these events um avatar items and stickers of course um i gotta get me some of those alolan vulpix stickers that is great um there are some new avatar items you can make yourself look like santa uh as well as some holiday themed pajamas for your christmas day festivities um, Jesse, you pointed out to me uh, that we are hitting a giant milestone for Pokemon Go. With this event, we will now be able to have facial hair for our characters in Pokemon Go. 
Huh? Scroll up just a little bit. Roll, scroll up? A little bit. Just a smidge. Holiday beard. Right there. Highlight that. Yep. Boom. Holiday beard. <laughs> we can now have facial hair in Pokemon Go, but it's only white and it's only a Santa beard. So, yeah. How does um, this make you feel? <laughs> well, at least I don't have to pay $5 for it. <laughs> I don't it's it's just in the shop which it, it's probably going to cost coins. Is it already in the shop by the way? Let's take I a look. Check, yeah. Let's take a peek. Um give me them styles, give me go featured. Um Nope, still Solgaleo. I can get a Solgaleo face beard thing main, I don't know. I imagine that'll be here after uh next week. It it'll it'll be here in two days so yeah it'll 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 be around um that's so galeo mask of something special um <laughs> yeah uh uh um alolan vulpix it's all i got really uh because the downside is feel well okay so alolan vulpix as far as um pvp Swinub's evolutions have all had some pretty reasonable performance. I want to say it also got buffed by a particular move adjustment, and I don't remember which one. Um, at the oh, it got season. high horsepower. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty solid. Um, snow run for Frostlass. Yep. Uh, Snowver Obama Snow. You really want Shadow, but it's also just not a bad Mega. Mm-hmm. Um. Bear takes an interesting one. Um, and then Bergmite gets a Hisuian form. The second half of the holiday event. Right, but it doesn't require like a Hisui Bergmite. So at some point we might get the uh, the option to evolve it into a Hisui form. So um, while Avalug is kind of a middling ice type, and ice types just generally don't perform very well, um, getting Hisuian's a pretty good it's a ground ice um okay so it's sharing the same typing as um mamoswine yeah mamoswine and pile of swine so um yeah having a few bergmite uh, a few uh, low attack um low level bergmite um in your inventory probably aren't a bad thing to keep around um it's also that... probably something that's going to be ridiculous cost so save up candy um yeah what is bergmite's evolution cost right now it's normally 100 okay you think when it evolves when they give us the option to evolve it into hisui you think it's going to be like 400 i think it'll be a conditional like it was for ursaluna but okay. at the same time it potentially could be something good in master league i i imagine it's going to be um the Bergmite you have to be able to evolve them into the Hisui form, I imagine it's going to be like the Alolans, where we'll have like a particular window. Like we'll have a couple hour window. Um, that or they'll just throw it in raids. <laughs> well, I mean, we're getting Hisui in... Give me one second, I got my headphones off. Um, we're getting Hisui and Avalug in raids with the next event, but the yeah. window in which we'll be able to evolve... It's it, it's not planned now, but it will be happening at some point. The a window yeah. where you can evolve Bergmite into Hisui and Avalug. So you would hope. Again, we got it for the Alolan forms. Everything except for Raichu. Raichu, and there was 
Is there one other, or am I just thinking of um, Galarian Weezing? I think Galarian Weezing, yeah. That's going to happen at some point. So, boy, howdy, is it going to be cool? Um, okay. So that's the thing. Uh, that's only the first half. We'll get more information on the second half. Soonish. Um, we'll be in the middle of it um, for the next podcast. Um, depending on how amazing it is, maybe we put out another podcast. Um, a little short, little short Christmas special. Um, we'll see. Um, all right. This weekend... December 2022 Community Day. Previously featured Pokemon from 2022 and 2021 Community Days return. Um, so I'm going to breeze through the article here so I can switch over to the infographic, which is going to have a lot more readability if you're watching a video version of this podcast. Uh, trainers, the year is nearly behind us, which means it's time to reflect on the fun everyone had during this year's Community Days. The last Community Day of 2022 will take place over two days. Community Days, plural. Saturday, December 17th, and Sunday, December 18th. Throughout the event, Pokemon featured in Community Day, events in 2022 will appear more frequently in the wild and in timed research. Pokemon featured in Pokemon uh, in Community Day events throughout 2021 will hatch from eggs and appear in raids and timed research. There's no better way to wrap up the year than by catching Pokemon from Community Day events you may have missed. Um, okay. So bonuses, pretty much everything we could have as a bonus, we're getting as a bonus for um, Saturday and Sunday from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So we're only getting it on the two days. We're getting three hours each of bonuses. Um, so two times XP for catching Pokemon, uh, a half hatch distance when eggs are placed into incubators during the event period, two times chance for trainers level 31 and up to receive XL candy from catching. Uh, incense will be, uh, incense will last for three hours. Trades made during the event will require 50% less stardust. Um, um, there's a couple of asterisks here and I'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, two times stardust for catching Pokemon, two times candy for catching Pokemon. Lure modules activated during the event will last for three hours and one additional special trade can be made for a maximum of two per day. So the trades made during the event will require 50% less stardust and one additional special trade that can be made for maximum of two per day are both on larger timers. So they're active from uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. Um, so I imagine those are for each day and not 9 a.m. on Saturday to 9 p.m. on Sunday. Though later on in this article it might... I might be stand corrected. All right. Featured Pokemon. Uh, a different set of Pokemon will be featured on each event day, Saturday, December 17th, and Sunday, December 18th, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time. The Pokemon that appear during this time will have the same chance of appearing as a shiny Pokemon as those that appeared during their original community days. Outside of these times, any Pokemon... Any featured Pokemon may appear from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time on either Saturday or Sunday. So, uh, hold on. Pokemon appear during this time will have the same chance of appearing as a shiny. So, am I? Nope, you're reading that right. 
So shiny odds are boosted for these Pokemon during these windows. But the spawns aren't necessarily. Correct. Weird. Okay. So quote-unquote featured Pokemon for Saturday from 2 to 5. Sandshrew, Alolan Sandshrew, Alolan Geodude, Hopip, Sfeel, and Stuffle. The Pokemon featured on Sunday, December 18th from 2 to 5. Teddy Ursa, Galarian Zigzagoon, Starly, Roggenrola, Litwick, and Dino. Lucky trainers may encounter the following Pokemon on either day. These are the uh, Community Day classic Pokemon that have been featured over the course of this year. And those are Bulbasaur, Dratini, and Mudkip. I'd just like to point out, Lucky trainers might encounter these Pokemon... And then if you're lucky, you can encounter a shiny one. Yes. Um, How can I uh, stack luck? Uh, you don't. Uh, you stack <laughs> statistics, um, and and that's it. Luck. Uh, so Steven just told me get ratioed is what I heard. Uh, luck doesn't stack. Um, <laughs> luck. Uh, there is no perk to increase luck. Uh, this is real life. This isn't Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, this isn't uh, the video games. Um, I'm sorry. I'm going to pull out my game shark and stick it um, on my phone, okay? Uh, good luck. Um, also, <laughs> please do that and send me a photo. I would like to laugh. Um, on days where I'm feeling especially depresso, um, I would love to pull that photo up and get a good chuckle. Um, also, which generation of game shark do you still have? Um, raids. <laughs> the following Pokemon will be, will appear in raids in one stars. Get ready. Machop, Eevee, Roselia, Swablu, Duskull, Shinx, Gibble, Snivy, Tepic, Oshwat, and Fletchling. By the way, all of those can be shiny. Um, no surprise there. They were all community days. Um, the exact same list is available in 2K eggs um, during the event. Um, featured attacks. The following featured attacks will be available when evolving the po- to the Pokemon, except Ursaluna on Saturday... Wait, 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 hold up. What the <laughs> what the heck? Hold on. Um, so the following featured attacks will be available when evolving to the following Pokemon, except for Ursaluna on Saturday, December 17th and Sunday, December 18th from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. local time. So Venusaur will get Frenzy Plant. Sand Slash will get a Cantonian Sand Slash will get Night Slash. Alolan Sand Slash will get Shadow Claw. Machamp will get payback. Alolan Golem will get uh, rollout. The evolutions. So, ew. What? Wait. <sighs> okay. These weren't featured. Interesting. Uh, this is a way for them to be able to give it to people again, I think. Yes. So, Vaporeon will learn Scald. Jolteon will learn Zap Cannon. Flareon will learn Superpower. Espeon will learn Shadow Ball. Umbran will learn Psychic. Leafeon will learn Bullet Seed. Glaceon will learn Water Pulse. Sylveon will learn Psyshock. So these are the most recent community days. They will not be able to learn Last Resort. Eevee caught or hatched during the event will know Last Resort, but that will not give the Evolutions Last Resort, which in some cases are a better coverage move than the moves that they are given here as their secondary community day moves. Um, so if uh, realistically, um, I don't think there is a single evolution 
that is relevant in PvP that gets that that needs their most recent community day move and last resort. No, but I would say Psyshaco on Sylveon over last resort. Right, and I mean Umbreon is you either want Psychic or last resort. You're not running both. Leafeon right. just doesn't perform, so it doesn't make sense to have Bullet Seed and last resort. Um, Bullet Seed's a fast move, though. Right. I know, but you can't evolve it to have both. You have to use an Elite TM. There's no reason to use an Elite TM on Leafeon to get both. No. um, Unless you just want it. Uh, In which case, go for it. But as far as competitive goes, there is absolutely zero reason for you to do it. Do not feel obliged to do it. Um, Okay. Dragonite will learn Draco Meteor, which is its classic move. It didn't get a new move. Uh, Jumpluff will learn Acrobatics. Swampert will learn Hydro Cannon. Again, a classic. Uh, Altaria will learn Moonblast. Oh, wait. These are all classics because they're old. Uh, Altaria will learn Moonblast. Walrein will learn uh, both Powdered Snow and Icicle Spear. Uh, Staraptor will learn Gust. Luxray will learn uh, Psychic Fangs. Roserade will learn... um, uh, interesting. They have the same text for both, but they show both icons. So it'll <laughs> learn uh, the fast attack bullet seed and the charge attack weather ball. Um, that could have been formatted better. Um, yeah. Garchomp will learn earth power. Uh, Dusk Noir will learn shadow ball. Superior will learn Frenzy Plant. Embor will learn Blast Burn. Samurott will learn Hydro Cannon. Gigalith will learn Meteor Beam. Uh, Chandelure will learn Poltergeist. Hydreigon will learn Brutal Swing. Talonflame will learn Incinerate. Beware will learn Drain Punch. Obstagoon will learn Obstruct. Ursaluna. So here's the really weird asterisk thing, which I need to pay attention to because, again, I didn't play a ounce of Teddy Ursa Community Day. Um, this is important. Uh, Ursa Luna, evolve Ursa Ring into or during a special full moon to get Ursa Luna that knows the charge attack high horsepower. The full moon will be in the sky from 2 p.m. on Saturday, December 17th to 6 a.m. on Sunday, December 18th and from 2 p.m. on Sunday, December 18th to 9 p.m. on Sunday, December 18th. So you can evolve Ursa Luna to get high horsepower in a much more limited window, but it is basically the evenings of each of the days. Weird. Um, I don't know why they need to be that specific. They really shouldn't. Um, uh, It could just be a matter of Ursaluna. You can't evolve Ursaring into Ursaluna until these windows. Um just because they're then overriding it and saying, oh, yeah, that's when we have a quote-unquote full moon. Um, yeah, if you check... I think that's... It's... it's, uh, it's not, I'm trying to remember what the word would be. Specifics, I guess. Yeah, they're, they're... the If you look at the moon cycle, we're not actually having a full moon. I think that was either last weekend or the weekend before. Um, yeah. This is basically just saying, oh, yeah, for the sake of... You um, caught a bunch on Community Day. You can yeah. now go evolve the ones you want. Exactly. Um, Community Day special research story, December Community Day 2022 for a dollar. You'll be able to access December Community Day exclusive special research story, December Community Day 2022. Stay tuned for when tickets for the special research story go live. 
Um, I will probably get this because it's only a dollar and it provides additional candy, additional um, uh, encounters with higher stat products. So, and I pretty much always do the dollar community day research. Um, um, it should also give you at least one, if not two incense, maybe a couple of lure modules as well. Uh, basically just supplying you with the necessary um, catching aids for community day. So um, timed research leading to encounters with Pokemon featured in previous community days in 2021 and 2022 will be available. Uh, stickers, you'll be able to get 2022 community day stickers by spinning Pokestops, opening gifts, and purchasing them from the in-game shop. Oh, there's a lot here. Um, so they're all spawning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. on both days, but from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. is when you get boosted Chinese. Um, Jesse, yeah. how much of this weekend are we playing? How much you guys want to? Uh, we'll I wouldn't out. mind just going to Crossroads and bringing our Switches and hanging out. Yeah. The only the only downside is at some point they might try to kick us out. Mm. If we're just holding a table for as long as we might be. <laughs> um I mean at the way the last few times I've seen that mall, I don't think they would mind if we're just hanging out. Yeah, as long as we're not bringing in like outside food or anything. So Yeah. Um as long as we're not being butt cheeks about it. So um I will say I think day two is much more entertaining for me. As far as shinies? It's Pokemon I care about. Well, so, I mean, here's the thing that I'm still not 100% sure. Is that just the shiny rates are boosted? And so you're still seeing all of the Community Day Pokemon spawning at once? It's just that the shiny rates are boosted for this this particular pool? Or are the spawn rates for each day different? Um, I think it's the spawn rates because they don't re- they don't reference that um a different set of pokemon will be featured on each event day um the pokemon that appear during this time will have the same chance of appearing as shiny as pokemon that participated in the original community days outside of these times any of the featured pokemon may appear yeah so uh... from those times these are going to be so for a sunday example those are going to be the majority of spawns I it's still super unclear and I really don't know. Unfortunately, we kind of just have to wait and let the beta testers, aka APAC, um, Asia Pacific, uh, experience it first to really get a better sense as to what's going on. Um, I mean, I'm, from Saturday, I think you're mostly interested in Sandshrew, right? Yes, uh, Sandshrew for candy, and I'd love to get a Hundo's feel. Uh, actually, in a Hundo okay. stuff, it would be cool too. But um, uh, Hundos generally don't come my way very often. Um, Not unless we play in town. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in Maybe that case, I have a higher. I have a, a higher chance of getting the Shundo too. Um, although none of those are green shinies, so probably not. Well, except for Hopip, um, so probably not going to happen. Um, uh, day two. Teddy Ursa, pretty much. Um, a, a couple more Hondos I'd love to get. And Dino. <gasps> so, um, didn't you get a Hondo Dino though? No. Oh. Huh. 
I thought you got the Hundo, but or you didn't Dino, get a shiny. Dino, yes. Yeah. The Zigzagoon, no. Um, Hopefully the Zigzagoon won't be boosted this time either. Right. Because there was a couple of windows where the Zigzagoons were boosted. Um, Yeah, we'll have to... I Honestly, I have no idea how they're, they're breaking the spawns here. Because um, it could be 9 to 9 where we're seeing just a ton of commu X Community Day spawns um with low shiny rates and then in these periods the shinies are boosted we could also just see loads of community day spawns with um you know higher spawn rates for those particular quote-unquote featured pokemon um and then the other three the classics no one's gonna turn those away those are all really good yeah yeah two of them have megas and one of them is a uh very solid dragon type so yeah um not to mention all three of those you'll be able to evolve and get their community moves yeah yeah i mean all is it all previous community day no community day pokemon that have been featured within the last two years are getting their community day moves back so um charizard uh, Charizard Blastoise. Charizard was a classic last year. Uh, was it last year? Yeah. Well, so it was last year, but not this year. Correct. So it was a classic, but it's not. It its original community day was not last year. Correct. So it's it's kind of an odd. It doesn't surprise me that it's being excluded here. Um, yeah. but um. Not every Community Day move is coming back. They've done a pretty decent job of bringing. They've been. They've done an okay job of bringing community or Community day moves, making them available again. Um. So, um, at different events, at different points in time. So I'm not like. Mm, I don't hate this, but I don't love this either. So. I don't know. Um, uh, I gotta drink more water. I can feel it in my throat. Um, yeah, there is a lot, a lot. Um, um. A lot of stuff going on here um, yeah <laughs> so um a ton of chances to go get uh resources so candy stardust etc um i imagine spawns are going to be kind of wild um so if you're just looking for things like stardust and generally getting candy um this is a pretty reasonable time to do so um if you're hunting for any one pokemon in particular it might be a little bit more difficult just with the sheer amount of featured spawns so um we kind of just have to wait and see what's happening with all of that stuff so benefit is we'll have the bonuses for trading as well so if you don't get one if you can't find a hundo you like you can also do burn some extra trades yeah um okay any other bits here before we move on uh do we talk about which ones are i mean we've Throughout the year, you've hung out with us and heard which Pokemon for community days are competitively superior. 
use the same knowledge here. Yeah. Uh, uh, mileage may vary. Um, I think mm, I'm trying to see if any of these are. I, I think the one that I would say. There's like two or three and they're primarily featuring being featured on Sunday where like even in self metas, they're just not going to pop off. Um, uh, I don't know if Ursaluna is really going to be fantastic within Great League. So self metas, I don't think you have to worry too much about it. Um, Starly and Star Raptor just doesn't have the performance. It's very classy. Uh, its moveset doesn't really help it. Um, you can see some performance with it. Uh, it's not completely useless, but it's very situational. Um, there are a better Pokemon to perform the same role in magnitudes. Uh, I would say Alolan Graveler has come up multiple times in Silph Arena metas. Yes. Uh, I'm just pointing out the ones that don't. Um, okay. So uh, Ursaluna, again probably not gonna see it hasn't been around very long considering it was last month's community day um and we haven't seen a self arena meta um where it you know could potentially dominate so might be one to look out for if you didn't get a whole lot of good stuff from november's community day um again starly it's a flying normal so those spawns never went away um they will be all over the place uh in the future um also next year if we keep going by regions uh next year will be Sinnoh right this year is Hoenn next year is going to be Sinnoh so we'll see star mm -hmm. uh we'll see Starly all over the place again anyway um and then the next two so um it's not right is Rog and Rolla is that right yep uh Rog and Rolla uh, meteor beams. Uh, uh, it's not Boldor. Boldor is its second. What's its third? Um, Gigalith. Gigalith. Uh, don't worry about it. It's cool. It's a rock. Uh, raider, pretty much. Um, yeah. And then Chandelure is just so frail. Uh, and Poltergeist is a nuke move. Um, in general play. Uh. Chandelure is going to have more play, I think, in Ultra and Master. And even then, uh, Poltergeist doesn't give it a whole lot of benefits and bonuses. So um, another one, like, overall. The rest of them, look out for good Great League ones. If you don't have one, have them already, um, look out for additional resources, additional Shinies, etc. So, um, one thing I would like to say, if any Niantic employees do listen to our podcast on the off chance... Please put some of these community day Pokemon as shadows during the event. Um. Well, I mean, I, there's I, no reason not to. I imagine the. Uh, I guess you'd have to purify or get rid of frustration. But that's still. yeah. That's not the so the event details. I'm sh I'm sure have been hammered out a long time ago. Um, the other thing is is that I think the any of the ones that have been shadows already having them return is not a bad thing so um Sfeel really needs to come back at some point uh, we could see it come back since it's a hoenn pokemon with hoenn tour um and team rocket um teddy ursa ones like swamper just shadow dominates yeah um teddy ursa was a shadow for a a brief 
brief period of time and now it is gone um, and it has not returned. Um, honestly, I think Swampert, Mudkip is one that's come back and forth a handful of times um, that I honestly really appreciate how um, it feels frequent. I mean, as much as like, I, I don't, I don't love to see it, but I think for the overall health of the game and health of PvP um, and how absolutely staple, how much of a staple Shadow Swampert is, um, I, I kind of appreciate it on that front. Um, I don't think Shadow Hopip is broken, but that's another one that's no longer available. Yeah, that just hasn't been around for a while. Yeah, there's just, it's the, and we've had that conversation before and I feel like we've had it recently enough. Um, where the, sh the shadow rotation is just kind of not formatted great currently. So, um, yeah, we'll, you know, um, just so yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they, they are not featuring or changing shadow Pokemon, um, for this event. Um, it's not something that's advertised, um, and they generally don't do that kind of surprise thing. Uh, very often or with a whole lot of great feedback when they do it. So, um, yeah, if they're going to rotate shadows that we're going to have to wait for the next rocket takeover. So, all right. Uh, speaking of Sylph, uh, arena, um, events, uh, waves and rounds updates to the rank system explained. Um, so with the 2023, Sylph League Arena season. Um, the um, Sylph Arena is adjusting a couple of um, overarching format adjustments because they're not they're not big changes. Um, it's still one on one. It's not team based. Um, so the Sylph League Arena is still going to be fun functioning. In a very similar manner to uh, as it has in the last, uh, has it been three seasons? Yep. It's been a while. Um, so season four, technically, I think. Um, so um, I'm going to go broad strokes here because it can maybe get kind of confusing. Uh, and the website itself, the blog post on their website has more details um, and examples, I'm going to boil down even further what they have posted on their announcements via their Discord. Um, so, Sylph Arena 2023 season. Um, the arena is introducing waves, two-month periods for competitors to manage rank instead of the traditional monthly cycle. Um, so your uh, rank adjustments will happen within two months. Rather than in each individual month, you will still have each month. Each month will still have a its own cup, um, but you will have two months worth of um, two months time duration to adjust your rank uh, before your um, before whenever you hit that maximum amount to adjust your rank. Uh, maximum number of activities to adjust your rank within tournaments um, before you have to wait till the next two-month period in which to adjust your rank for the season. Um, uh, let's see. 
With this change, we hope to give battlers more flexibility in their schedules and remain competitive even if they have a particularly busy month on the horizon. Um, updates to the rank system. Uh, to support the return of in-person tournaments, the ranking system will receive an update. Rather than a specific number of tournaments counting towards your rank, you will instead be able to earn rank from a given number of tournament rounds. This means that a four-round tournament and a three-round tournament would provide, combined, uh, would provide an equal ranking opportunity as one seven-round tournament. This will allow battlers competing in small tournaments to remain on equal footing as those who regularly compete in large ones. Um, and the reduced number of ranked battles. In addition to the above change, uh, change for tournament to from tournaments to rounds, we will be lowering the maximum number of ranked battles for the season. Um, this change will allow more battlers to stay competitive within the Sylph arena while requiring a smaller overall time commitment. Um, let me see if they specify how many. Um, um, okay. 40 rounds. So you have 40 rounds within one wave to impact your ranking. Any rounds after uh, any rounds past 40 will not impact rank. Um, that sucks because if those first 40 rounds you don't do too well, then it takes you the whole season to figure out the ebb and flow of the format. Yeah, it's a matter of pacing yourself because it counts because it's a two month wave. Um, yeah. you, I mean, you're not doing one 40 round tournament to start the first month and then absolutely destroying your opportunity to adjust your rank in the future. Um, right. uh, let's see. Rounds are counted as used chronologically based on when the tournament begins, the moment a tournament begins and the number of rounds are determined, that number of rounds will be considered used from your total that wave. Uh, the one exception is that buys will not be counted as a used round and will not impact rank. Yeah! <laughs> oh my goodness, I could not be more excited. <laughs> I was finally! Finally! I was waiting for it. Uh, um, they heard you, Stephen. They heard me. Um, so I'll have to adjust my, uh, my win-loss record. Uh, similar to how professional hockey does it, where you have uh, wins, losses. Is it is it a three number or is it a four number? I don't remember exactly. I believe it's a three number system where you have wins, losses, and ties that are considered losses. Um, although, realistically, it's wins, losses, and buys. Um but buys don't count, so realistically, my numbers go down to wins and losses. Interesting. Uh, I do appreciate that. So, um, all right. Um, competitors are responsible for keeping track of their rounds. Competitors can check current and upcoming tournaments on self.gg or on the Traveler's cards to see details of concluded tournaments. Um, so you have to, um, you have to count what your rounds are. There isn't a like rounds. Uh, counter on your sylph.gg uh, trainer card or anything like that. 
which makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like be... they're going to start incorporating your trainer card a lot more. Um, leaving a tournament early. Uh, oh, interesting. If a competitor withdraws or is removed from a tournament before all the rounds are completed, all played rounds will still impact rank. Rounds that take place after withdrawing will not impact rank, but they will still count towards the 40-round allocation for the wave. Ooh, that stinks. Um, so don't drop large tournaments if you can avoid it, um, because that will reduce the overall amount of opportunities you can adjust your rank with. Um, nice. Uh, uh, interesting. Uh, if a tournament is canceled before the first round is generated, then no rounds will be taken from the competitors registered. If a tournament is concluded before all rounds are played and reported or is not concluded before its eligible time frame, it becomes an unranked tournament and none of the rounds played or not will count towards rank or your allotment for that wave. Um, wow, this is, uh, from what I can tell, very awesome. Um, so now we just need an absolute uh, banger of a first season uh, or of a first monthly meta uh, to really drum up some excitement for the Sylph League Arena 2023 season. Um, yeah, these are all super, super refreshing um, updates, I will say. Um, if a bit nitty-gritty um, for your casual players that maybe just want to play some more PvP in person or remotely um, as compared to GBL or the Play Pokemon circuit. So, um. Yeah, Jesse, what's your you, you feeling good about this? You feeling bad about this? I honestly, for me, I don't think it changes personally much because mm -hmm. I'm still going to participate as much as I can. But I, I honestly think with the downtime, it's going to be for people that organize these tournaments, it's going to be a hard sell to get people to come back. It's like, I play GBL, why would I want to come play self? And it's like, you know, that's always been the argument. And it's always been a little bit easier to bring people in for self. But now that they're doing it in a different format, I think getting people engaged and trying to keep them coming back, even after uh, these wave periods will be, it'll, so for a person just starting competitive, mm -hmm. this is a great way to coach people because it's a short period it's a sample a sampler they can come in try it and if they don't like it they don't have to come back mm -hmm. but for the longevity i'm i'm concerned okay because it's it's as an or tournament organizer i have to do a little bit more work to sell the tournament essentially okay so you're so you're more looking at it of okay in game there are no benefits for competing in self the self league correct. arena this is completely a third-party org um how do i make this enticing enough for people to want to try it mm, um i mean we'll yeah, still have our, some of our returning players but yeah that's as i mean a tournament that's, organizer it's a little bit more footwork on my end that's always been i think the problem with the sylph league um yeah. and i will always be a problem until at some point um the Silf Road and 
uh, Niantic partnership um, evolves into more um, uh, like a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, a more cohesive relationship within like the mechanics of the game. Um, then we'll see some more adjustments. Um, or then, then we might, um, we might see, I don't know, more incentive to play this, this, uh, I mean, format. the benefit for it being the monthly format was we had something to look forward to every month, either going somewhere or getting together as a group and playing. Um, whereas, whereas this is still kind of the same, but it's over a much longer period of time. Mm-hmm. It 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 could also just be a matter of, um, this season going into say next year's season, so twenty twenty four, having a if the the dream for me is having a way where Silf League Arena competitions have ways to um, promote and uh, connect with a play Pokemon bracket Um, be it either bracket seeding um, or um, points in which you can then earn entry into uh, regionals or continentals uh, via Sylph League Um, maybe those are all pipe dreams and those are never going to happen um, but that's legitimately, I think the, the, the only hook that will continue the self league arena, um, from my point of view, um, the only way to see them though, that continue for the next couple of years. Yeah. So, um, Yeah, I don't. Mm, I don't know for for whatever reason, my my mind. I think okay, we're kind of in a make or break moment, and I don't really know. Part of me says we're in a make or break moment for the self self league arena. Another part of me says it's not quite that bad, and you also don't have all of the information. And by you, I mean me. Um, right. Where like my two halves are like, um, kind of like fighting one another. Um, um so it's it's uh i don't know kind of complicated um so i mean i know personally jmr has stated that they will not be hosting self arena tournaments this season oh he has Mm -hmm. so he just doesn't have enough interest no wow well um which means it'll come down to Potentially us or Western Washington, who's been hosting, just because they have enough people on campus. Does Seattle not have enough um, interest? Mm-mm. Wow. Huh. Um. Um. I mean, Western was the biggest uh, conglomeration of players for Self Arena last year. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. It'll be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see. We'll wait and see. So, um, 
Uh, okay. Uh, we are an hour and 23 minutes into the podcast recording. I'm going to hit split. Um, do you want to talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, or do you want to hold off and keep it shorter? Uh, I mean, I think we can talk about our experiences now that we've both beaten the main story. Okay. Okay. Not to go super crazy into detail. So. Right. So, uh, I, for those of you that want absolutely to hear absolutely nothing about Scarlet and Violet, the new main series games on the Nintendo Switches, um, or Nintendo Switch, I should say, um, um. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Turn off the podcast and come back later. Or just don't. Um, we might do, if we do like a big old spoil. so we're going to, if you want no spoilers, stop listening. If you don't mind, s- we're not, if you don't mind some information, continue listening. Um, if you just don't care, welcome. Um I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm going to try and go out of my way to not spoil a whole lot. Um, I'll try to pick up on your cues. <laughs> um, well, that's, we have we have a, a format in which to DM each other. So um, if there's a, ever any confusion, you and I can relay that via text um, instead <laughs> of uh, on the podcast vocally. So, um, okay. Um uh, hey, Snake Doctor, how's it going? Um, Scarlet and Violet, as Pokemon games, are probably some of the best... Um, hmm. <laughs> probably some of the best-feeling Pokemon games I've ever played. Um, the benefit is I am was playing through Ultra Sun, uh, you know, for last season's stream, so I have a very very recent experience with a pokemon a a, what might be more seen as a traditional pokemon game experience um that was very fresh i had not gotten that far in into the sun and moon games um as far as i did in ultra sun um um and having basically stopped playing it maybe two weeks before Scarlet and Violet came out, um, I have a honestly, uh, a serendipitously having a great uh comparison between um the old and the new. Um, now realistically, that's taking out of consideration uh Sword and Shield, which did happen on the in between, which. Jesse, you and I both played. Um, yep. Did a charity stream for it too. Um, so, like, I'm not discounting the experience of Sword and Shield. I'm saying having the experience between what a a classic uh, Pokemon main series game experience was with Ultra Sun. Um, I would say Sword and Shield is a hybrid experience, uh, whereas Scarlet and Violet is a um, I don't want to say reimagining, um, but adapting a main series Pokemon game to um, an open world format that people have been begging for since. Oh, God, I would say like 
the Elder Scrolls games started coming out, and people were like, I'd say we probably can... Black or Red Diamond and Pearl. Like, like since since the Elder Scrolls games started coming out on consoles, and people are like, we can make world open worlds this big, um, work this well. Um, or actually, I would even say earlier than that with MMOs and like say World of Warcraft huge expansive worlds with tons of players and all of these RPG mechanics, I'm sure someone was like, hey, why can't we play a Pokemon game here? Why can't this be adapted? Um, And it took them a while, but it has been. Um, I was very positive going in, and I'd say I'm... I was pretty positive going in, and I'd say I'm very positive coming out. Jesse, I know you had a very different yeah, outlook <laughs> beginning going into yeah. the game. So um, walk me through your um, thought process ahead of time, and then as you're playing the game, and now that you're in post-game, uh, walk me through how you're feeling. Going in, I thought, wow we're at a switch level and i'm still getting wii graphics i mean yeah that's nintendo (laughs) that's kind of just nintendo i thought prior that this wasn't going to be enough to keep my interest it felt like gold and silver where it was more or less an expansion of a game um i felt like just making the character models look as young as they are. When are we going to get ones that let us define our characters any age we want? Um, going in, I wasn't impressed. But actually getting time off from work and being snowed in, having the time to sit down and fully gross myself in a Pokemon title, I'm very impressed with this game. Like... Two top keynotes for me were the story and the music. I haven't listened to a full Pokemon soundtrack over and over and over and over and over since Red and Blue. And you know because I have a CD in my car. Yeah. The complete soundtrack of Red and Blue. Uh, I think it's just a recorded soundtrack because you have like, uh, uh, what is it? sound effects menu sound effects and pokemon yeah. cries in it so it's kind of a bootleg yeah. <laughs> um you absolute nerd uh, but i still struggle with the graphics that's still a thing oh even oh even po- now that i've played through the game hey man call back to earlier in this episode when i said some pokemon are only like five pixels wide um could the lord when I, graphics, we... <laughs> when I say the graphics i mean specifically the map the way things are uh rendered uh-huh the one plus i'll give them on graphics on this are character models and pokemon those were done very well yes so um i think something you've mentioned is expressiveness um Yes, when the character's a P- not being a lifeless doll. When a Pikachu faints, it does the surprise Pikachu face. Um, <laughs> it's a wonderful, uh, uh, wonderful inclusion of the meme. Um, thank you, uh, thank you, Game Freak. Um, yes, all of the characters have um, a lot more expressiveness. I think their their character animators really outdid themselves in some of these in, uh, in, in a lot of the instances here. Um, that really, I think, um, 
really help sell the story here because I think this story is probably um, one of the better ones because the characters actually I mean what was the game prior to this where I thought the characters were like it was the anime that did it for Sun and Moon the anime for Sun and Moon is one of the best writings I've ever seen besides all the shenanigans but the writing for this the way they took each character and gave them life, even the side characters have some tie-in or relevance to both you, the main character, and the overall story. Um, the... What was it? Uh, I don't remember where I was thinking of going. Um, thank goodness it's not as hand-holdy as the previous generations. <laughs> um... Sun and Moon was pretty bad with him. Holy, <laughs> holy cow. So Sun and Moon was bad. Um, I would say also going through um, the only reprieve with Sword and Shield was basically the wild area where you could take long breaks of not progressing the story to just go like catch Pokemon and do raids um, where it doesn't feel... Um, you could take a break from having hop or someone, someone else just kind of show up and be like, Oh yeah, just keep going where you're going. And by the way, it's a linear experience. You have no places to explore. Um, except for once you beat, you know, two gyms from now, um, access to the wild area, um, or further access to the wild area, I should say. Um, this game. So, Actually, one of my negatives to this game, or one of my little gripes to this game, is is actually uh, the lack of hand-holding. <laughs> um, uh, and let me clarify that. The, the game outright states, at least as well as in the marketing, specifically the marketing, that you can go out and do anything. So you can... You can uh, you can do any of these challenges of the three main stories, uh, the three main paths. Um, so Starfall Street, which is the uh, Team Star. Uh, the organized group of uh, the, the, the The villains, you could say. Um, the... Um, what's gym the, Trainer Path. The Gym Trainer Path, which is... What is it? The... Uh, Victory Road, um, because yep. they're they're all named after paths. It's hilarious. Um, what's the Herba Mystica? Um, I don't remember the name. What do they call it? Uh, Jim is him. Do you happen to know it? Um, I can look it up. Um, uh, it, it's it's probably like Sandwich Street or something like that. Um, um, Titan road i don't know um so you can the 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 advertising for it say hey you can go anywhere do anything go explore right. huh victory road uh -huh. starfall street uh -huh. path of legends path of legends um um so ha 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 they're all based on um they're all based on uh linear movement whereas the game itself is quote unquote open um open world ha 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 um uh, <laughs> i think i know where you're going <laughs> human experience um 
so while the game and the advertising, the game I think a little less so, but the advertising basically says go anywhere, do anything. If you want to tackle, you know, one, um, and it might have even been, um, it might have even been some of the uh, games media ahead of time doing the previews that said, yeah, you can do one path over the other and kind of like not worry about some of the paths. Um, there is an order in which, because there is no level scaling, there is an order in which you should, and I, I would very, 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 very much recommend approaching the uh, three um, main paths, three main story branches, um, in the order in which the levels are... Um, assigned to them because there is no level scaling the way to find that out because the game does not tell you this outright the way to find out what order in which to do activities in is to talk to nurse joy and tell her i am lost where do i go and she will tell you the next spot to go to per the level scaling so i got a a couple of challenges in um um, I got a couple of challenges in and basically over, got to a point where I was overleveled. So there was a core spot in the mid game. Actually, I was basically overleveled for all of the rest of the game at that point. Um, so I got to a point, got myself overleveled for the mid game activities to the point where I went kind of sort of out of order and breezed through it. Um, and had not as much fun because the difficulty wasn't quite there. Um, um, so if you are looking for, uh, my recommendation is to talk to Nurse Joy there at the, the, the Pokestop Pokemon Center, um, like gas station things whatever they convenience like. convenience the shops Pokemon terminal terminal yeah um go talk to nurse joy and say uh i'm lost and i don't know where to go um and they will point out the nurse joys will point out hey you should go to this city um and do this activity or you should go to this location and fight this titan or go to this team star base and do fight this type. Um, that will keep you on track as far as level. You can always just catch a bunch of Pokemon and or um, and keep them in your box and freely rotate depending on how you're feeling as far as level, um, and kind of just adjust as you feel like. Um, yes, that's right. Jim is him is pointing out that they even mark it on the map. Um, they'll mark it on your mini map as far as where you should go. Um, um, so I don't highly... know if you're going to segue into this or not, but another thing that I know a lot of people have complained about as far as the go anywhere or do anything, there will come a point where your Pokemon, when they get to a certain point and you haven't done any of the gym badges will ignore your commands like they do in the main series games so at some point you are forced to do the gym path 
Yes. So so that's that's the thing that's also kind of interesting where um, I and, and again, it's probably a bit of the marketing, a bit of the games media coverage ahead of time um, and other sort of mixed signals, basically making it sound like, oh, you can do the gym challenge and not have to do any of the rest of the stuff. Um, the uh, Titans path is the um, team star is probably no I'm going to hold my tongue uh, on particular details um, <laughs> as far as um, my enjoyment of the three paths so um, that the the titan path will get you movement abilities which are key and the it'll get you it's if you've played Breath of the Wild, it's the key runes. Um, the gym path will allow you to catch, uh, or no, um, the gym path will allow you to catch higher level Pokemon and have them obey you. You can have the Pokemon you catch at the lower level and raise them above that level cap, and they will continue to listen to you. I didn't have that experience in every situation. Uh, that it's explicitly stated by by um, the mechanics. Okay. Yeah. So you can. Um, I had your... that uh, Suraledge, and I traded it with my roommate. And when he traded it back, it wouldn't listen to me. Suraledge. Which one was that one? Oh. Um. And you already had all of the gym badges. No. This um, is at a point where I was on my sixth badge. It was level 40 or something. I traded it to him for his dex register. Uh And up until that point, it listened to me, but Uh when he traded it back, it wouldn't. That might be because then the game thinks that it, you, it wasn't, it hasn't been yours the whole time. Right. But that's the one instance I can think of. Right. So, but if you catch a Pokemon at a lower level and train it up and train it up past the level, the level quote unquote level cap that your gym badges allow, it will continue to listen to you. It's only if you catch a Pokemon that's already above that level cap that it will not listen to you. Yeah, because that's what happened with the Dratini that I got, the shiny one that got into a Dragonite, and it's like, nope, I don't want to listen to you. Because you caught it at, like, a level 50 or something? Yeah. Um, um, so the, the gym badges are the second most important as far as mechanics of the game, of experience of the uh, the. Experiencing the mechanics of the game, being able to catch just about any Pokemon and have it listen to you, um, and being able to have a, a team that's going to operate and function properly. Um, Starfall Street doesn't have that same mechanic? No, I think for that, it's uh, it, without spoiling too much, it unlocks uh, TMs. Yes. Um, and it unlocks additional TMs for you um, and gives you additional uh, TM res- or resources to craft TMs. Um, but it is also a, just a fantastic branch story. Um, yeah, uh, Jesse, just let me know when you've got a uh, bump out. Yep. Um, but to reach the end of the game, you do have to complete all three, which is something that really wasn't stated as clearly leading up to the game. Um it's not the end of the world just because the entire game in and of itself is super fantastic anyway. Um, all three paths are fantastic. Um, I had 
like a little ranking going on from the beginning, middle, and the end of the game as to which one was my favorite. And it swapped a lot, and it caught me off guard, and it got super twisty. Um, and honestly, if you have been somewhat disappointed in the story, like I, th- I think they took a lot of criticism of Sword and Shield's um, story within its main series, <laughs> or within within the vanilla story of Sword and Shield. Um, they really made it work in this game because um, it Sword and Shield was very handholdy um, and very. Um, oh, don't worry. Keep, keep all three paths were were in one. Um, and what was that, Jesse? Sword and Shield story was very linear. Very linear, and it was. Oh yeah, this cataclysmic event is happening, but don't worry about it. Keep doing your gems. We've got it. The, the grown ups have it handled. Whereas in this game, it's very um, the the way they phrase it in the game is you're off on your treasure hunt, so you can kind of just go do um, uh, where all branches of this story are necessary to be completed um, for the the final moments of the story um, or to get to the final stories, the final moments of the story. Um, to unlock the rest of the world, um, to complete the Pokedex, to um, get to the end game, um, it is required to complete all three stories. Um, the game's reference of finding your treasure, um, or going on your quote unquote treasure hunt through the school, um, each person is going to find their own treasure. Um, within you know all be it with all three stories one story in particular resonates more um you know completing the the story as a whole or even it might even take until after that that you really do quote we find your quote unquote um your your treasure um through your treasure hunt so um this game's great um and and it runs it runs poorly i've heard a lot of people have considerably more issues and considerably more gripes with um very similar circumstances to myself as far as um quality of the game the number of crashes um some people have said i've heard um one of the guys over at kind of funny uh a a podcast uh and gaming uh not necessarily games media um but games coverage um group on like youtube and podcast services um one of their hosts tim is a huge pokemon fan and similar to you jesse was going in um um a bit negative first group yeah. Yeah, I was going in a bit negative. I don't think he was quite the same level as you. Um he was he was not as hyped for this. Um but he has said after the fact, uh after it's come out, basically come out and said, um while the game is borderline unplayable for him with the sheer amount of crashes, um I've had the game crash twice. He said he's had it happen like a dozen times. Um I don't know how you I don't know what he's doing differently to have it crash um, that many times. Um, 
that it is the digital copy is more effective than the physical i don't know i don't know um the 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 uh docked mode experience is borderline unplayable like it's it he has to play it in in handheld mode i have had um I've had less issues than that. I hate playing it in handheld mode. My Joy-Con has drift. Um, I just like playing it on my new TV because it's bigger and I can <laughs> see things. Um, the um, but he's played hundreds of hours, or you know, getting up to a hundred plus hours. Um, I think when I looked last last night or the night before, I had about eighty hours. Um. Uh. Yeah, uh, it's um, it's not good, and I'd love for Game Freak to to patch it and let it run better, and maybe the DLCs will allow it to run better, um, and future installments they might give it enough time to 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 develop the game to to get it to work properly. Yeah, that um, might be one of my other negative gripes. Is it feels like it was rushed. It does feel like it was a rush a little bit. You see it in some of the, the details. It's it's polished. But it's stuff that could be polished out. It's... Like, one of the negative things for this game is shinies don't make a sound or effect on the overworld. It's it's polish, it's bug fixes, and it's quality of life improvements. Um, yeah. It's like small quality of life improvements that maybe during development and during QA weren't quite picked up. Um, yeah. There are quality of life improvements to the overall systems of the game um, that have uh, greatly um, greatly improved the experience. Um, the um, like remembering moves is fantastic. Being able to remember yes. moves that's already learned, especially if you've given it a TM when TMs are still one use only. Um, um, there's a lot of... Um, they definitely took mechanics from the last couple of generations and put them together fairly nicely in this one. Mm -hmm. Between the resource gathering of Arceus and the raids from the Sword and Shield expansion. Um... Yeah, I, I, I this game's great, and you should give it a shot. Um, I don't know. At this point, I'm just we're just going on. Um, <laughs> if you've got nothing better to do and you want something new for the holidays, and you're a fan of Pokemon, I'd recommend it. Yeah. Um, the I think that that I mean it's honestly more exciting right now than Pokemon Go. Sacrilege, I know, but. Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, we wouldn't be here with Pokemon Go if it weren't for the main series games. Um, sure. like your yours and I's experience with Pokemon Go is directly correlated to the main series games, whereas other people have started playing a Pokemon started playing Pokemon via Pokemon Go. So, yeah. um, yeah, this is um, um. I don't. I just. I just. I just brain farted. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I heard it from all the way over here. Um. Yeah. It's. A... 
Um, <laughs> the pro, I think the the there's a couple of things from Scarlet and Violet that, besides some of the new Pokemon, um, that very much excite me for coming into um, Pokemon Go at some point. Um, I I don't know mechanically speaking if we can have Megas and Z moves and Dynamax slash Gigantamax Pokemon and uh terrestrialization. I honestly do not think it makes sense to have all of these at once. Um, I don't know how in the world all of these things are going to get implemented into Pokemon Go and not have it be absolutely bloated and uh, just not function or all of these additional have all of these additional features that just never get touched in say up the play Pokemon circuit because it just ruins balance. Um, um, Did I tell you about that? The new details for VGC for Scarlet and Violet? Um, something to the effect of you have to show what your team is, your team comps are. Everything except IVs and EVs. Which I think is fantastic. Um, so your Pokemon, the movesets, the... I, I was listening to... Um, is it Wolfie Glick? Yep. Um, his video uh, on my dog walk last night um, was talking about um, that. So if you're if you're interested in listening to a little bit of the um, main series games competitive scene, um, I think his videos are pretty solid as far as breaking down some of that information. Um, but yes, basically, um, we don't have... It's a similar method with the main series games competitive moving forward to Pokemon goes where you have to show your full team. Um, the, the, tell the judges, your moves, the, and tell the judges, your moves within Pokemon go, but within the mains, within Scarlet and Violet, you will have to show your opponent, your full team of Pokemon, what moves they have, what items they ha- are holding and the Terra type that the Pokemon, each Pokemon has. Um, which can show quite a bit of your strategy, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your opponent is prepared for it or can even recognize that you might be going with one particular strategy over another. Um, Because you can still only terrestrialize one Pokemon. mm -hmm. Yes, you can only terrestrialize one Pokemon per battle. Um, Um... the I would love to see terrestrialization come to Pokemon Go again. Mechanically speaking, I don't know. Um, I mean, it works with raids. Yeah, I, they still have the raids. Um, I think that functionality would still apply. Um, it's just a matter of mechanics of being able to terrestrialize Pokemon. Um, I mean, it could work like Mega. Well, not really like Mega. Me- mechanic, like mechanically, it can be implemented into Pokemon Go. Um, 
it's more of a matter of does it really make sense to add that additional uh mechanic yeah does it make sense it's it's not it's not that can it because it can it's more of a matter of does it actually benefit the game or is it just adding it to add it um that's that's a good analogy yeah yeah um what was something I was thinking of? I was like, oh my god, this is going to work so well in Pokemon Go. Um, Mechanic-wise. Um... Breeding? <laughs> um, no. No, I mean, I kind of wish. Um, I don't remember what it was. Um, I'd be curious to see if like the Let's, the let's Go mechanic where you're throwing out your first Pokemon or you can throw out your buddy Pokemon and it could battle wild Pokemon to like gain levels or acquire items. Um, That might be interesting, but I don't know if that will. Um, I don't know if that will quite. Um, I don't know if that will quite apply, but that might be interesting. Um, yeah. Maybe it is terrestrialization that I just, I think like having it show up as raids would work. Um, the, the only downside is Pokemon go has all Pokemon at some point. It will have all released Pokemon within its Pokedex. Um, which will make getting um, particular Pokemon terastalizing an absolute nightmare. Um, It's it's um, um, it would work, but it'd be probably just a big pain in the butt balance wise that I just don't think they will ever do. Um, oh. Wait, what the heck? What the heck in heck? Jesse, are you already gone? All right. He had to scoot. He had to go move his car. Um, but his discord message is coming from me, coming at me from two minutes in the future, according to my, my computer. And maybe that's why it crashed earlier. So, um, nice. Um, whack. Um, um, hmm. <laughs> um, I try to remember because I want to say there was one thing that I was like, this works too well. Um, and I legitimately do not remember what it was. Um, and it might have been terrestrialization. It might have been something else. I'll think about it more. I'll go place more Scarlet and figure it out. Um, oh, that's what it was. It wasn't terrestrialization, though it is similar. Um, you've probably already seen it, and I will not go into too much further detail. But Paradox Pokemon. Past and future, quote-unquote past and quote, past, and future, end quote, Pokemon, labeled as Paradox Pokemon. Um, uh, 
there's some interesting lore stuff there that like i i will absolutely not go into um but i would love to do a like speculation podcast um jim is him if you're still here um i'd love to get some like a small squad together and just sort of like do another special episode of the b-sad where we just speculate um because there's some really interesting stuff um maybe we just do a review round table of like our overall thoughts of scarlet and violet just because i don't know i want to chat with people about that game or this game um but paradox pokemon are going to work so well for raids they're going to make it's going to make so much sense to have them be raid exclusive um don't put them in eggs don't put them in 12ks that's absolutely stupid um having the ultra wormholes bring over um uh having ultra wormholes pop out ultra beasts um narratively makes so much sense to then have uh paradox portals bring in paradox pokemon for raids um because they can't be bred they can't be evolved from or into um right yeah there's no um there's no way to replicate them there's no way to replicate them there's no way to evolve uh a a a base pokemon into their evolution or into their paradox evolution um but they share some of the same um they share some of the same qualities as the uh, ultra beasts this they so uh, um paradox pokemon are just going to work really well for raids the the one yeah. thing is they're oh, going to yeah. sh- they're going to share the same candy as their base forms but they will not be able to uh evolve be well, able to evolve they might that i don't might be something entirely different i i don't think that would make a whole lot of sense um uh i mean that'd be incredibly convenient because then people who have been catching deli bird for the last five to six years will have um, something to invest it in i mean the it, fan p the, the, I'm trying to go off of the ones that have already been publicly put out, um, and and oh, okay. um, so I'm trying to be as delicate as possible as talking about the ones. Um, but the Dawn fan, the the paradox paradox Dawn fans, um, mm-hmm. you can't evolve a fan P into either of the paradox forms of Dawn fan, um, which makes them perfect to put them in exclusive raids. Um, now that's going to limit them as far as I I would not want them to be mythical um or classified as mythical or legendary where you can only trade one per day that's dumb um you know that'll happen though (laughs) uh there's a chance that'll happen and i hope we are not at that point once these pokemon come into the game um but i think the paradox pokemon make a lot of sense to maybe share the same candy type but not allow them to evolve um so do it like the alolan pokemon do it like the galarian form of pokemon where they're in raids um they're in raids maybe they're in research they don't pop out of eggs um but they also can't be evolved to or from because that's just not how it works in the main series game either um but some of those pokemon are really cool um type wise some of them are interesting if not some of them are kind of bland um uh most of the violets are pretty bland Type yeah, type wise, I'm like sometimes a little underwhelmed. Um, um, 
the Dawn fan for Violet is pretty cool as a ground fighting. I don't think that shows up a whole heck of a lot. I know it's ours is a ground steel, yours is ground fighting. Right. Oh, did I say Violet? So Scarlet's ground fighting. Um, yours is ground steel. Mm-hmm. That's not unique. Um, <laughs> um, there's a couple of them that have. So there's a couple of Pokemon in the game that aren't Paradox that have very unique typing. Um, or if not, are the first of their kind as far as type combos, which are very cool. Um, but then some of the Paradox Pokemon have an interesting typing. So there's one from Violet with Electric Steel. Um, that is... Or not Electric Steel, Electric Fighting, which I think is the first of its kind? Zarua was an Electric Fighting. Oh, okay, okay. But it's not a Mythic in this case paradox so that's cool um i mean there's two electric fightings if you're talking about the paradox piece there's one and then there's also the one you get in the starting area when you get in the starting area pommy oh that's right pommy is a fighting electric once it evolves into its third form um stat wise i can't imagine that's gonna for very well but you know it's um, pretty good. Casey uses it on his team. Huh. Um I do dig it shiny though. That is a nice that is a nice red orange. Um Yeah. Yeah, I um Um I'll just be happy if we get LeChonk and Pokemon go. Yeah, we might get a couple of those starting Pokemon um from poco path pretty early on um considering we have a handful of those ones all uh, a handful of the ones because it's not an entirely new pokedex there is what 200 returning and 200 new that sounds about right it's ballpark um and i think some of the new ones are also classified as um um some of the quote-unquote new ones are just alternate forms. Um, um, yeah, we might see... Let's see what pops up in Poco Path. Um, um, Palmy. Um, there isn't a new bird on Poco Path. Um... What's the bug? It's a spider web one. Oh, I forget its name. The one with the yarn ball on its back? Yeah, it, it evolves into Spidops, which is <laughs> weird. Um, yeah, Lechonk. Lechonk is a great shiny. Lechonk is a perfect shiny. Um, oh my god. Uh, I, I only wish that it was a fire type and not a normal type, because that's kind of bland. Um... um uh, um, we might see a couple of those when they first um, I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen them already to be honest in Go um, I mean I get that this is kind of like the season of Hoenn but like come on you just put out a new game let people know that you just put out a new main series game and tie together 
Um, I think that's what they call wishful thinking. Yeah, I mean, it could be something that we see within um, January once we get into the new year. Um, I think it's going to be a summer thing. My only complaint with that is that your your primary window in which to get um, you know additional sales, which realistically at some point you're going to hit diminishing returns. You already outsold literally every other Pokemon game within the first weekend. <laughs> Um, what was it they said in the first week this one game sold more copies than the entire library of the Wii U yes I mean that's a pretty low bar to cover just because the Wii U really didn't hey, sell well the Wii U was a fun console the, I'm not saying the Wii U wasn't a fun console I'm just saying the Wii U sold like absolute garbage um, <laughs> uh, don't name your console like a sequel Name your console like a new console. Um, I'm looking at you, Xbox One. What in the world is that naming? Um, although I guess realistically, PlayStation has done it. PlayStation, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. Um, yeah, go play this game, man. Uh, some of these Pokemon are going to be really cool. I, uh, the box legendaries in Go might be, uh, weird? Scale-wise? They're motorcycles? So, that's going to be kind of interesting to have them race around the ground. Uh, also... The storyline for the legendaries in these games are so much better than like literally ever any other game. So, um, yeah, um, hopefully they can find a way to bring that together. Kind of like, honestly, what they're doing with uh, what they did with Cosmog into Cosmoam into Solgaleo or Lunala is a step in that direction um, of like adventuring with that Pokemon for a period of time um, and watching you and your, the you and that legendary Pokemon form a bond um, over time. Um, that's very cool. Um, and I think I'd love to see that kind of correlate into Pokemon go when the box legendaries come out. So, um, right. So, um, yeah, yeah, go play this game. If you, if you at all like Pokemon or if at all like open world games, go play these games. Um, and if you have questions and want to hang out, um, pop it in the discord. Uh, it's open to everybody. Uh, and we are happy to help out, um, trade Pokemon, answer questions help out do whatever uh just don't ask me to battle you because i won't um <laughs> just don't i hopped on uh defi stream last night and she was just beating iono ah the vtuber um <laughs> her pre her stream music pre-battle is pretty solid because her battle theme is all of the gym leaders themes um, but like the promotional uh, promotional videos they did beforehand where it was like a, a the YouTube stream of 
Iono doing a, a, a live stream was actually pretty interesting. Um, probably one of the only gym leaders I'll ever know the Japanese name for. Um, it is... Um, uh, no, it starts with an N and has a J in it. Um, not Nijima. Um, no, that's a character from... Uh, Oh goodness gracious! Um, another a Sega series. Um, 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 that's from uh, the Yakuza series. Um, Nanjimo. So it's Iona in uh, the America or in the North American version. Nanjimo in the Japanese version. Um, okay. Also. Uh, um uh arvin arvin's name in the japanese version is just pepper like i think roman characters and everything is just pepper uh i have no idea what nimona's name is or what penny's name is but uh yeah that's a um choice i guess um <laughs> i don't know man uh, sometimes I I sometimes question the translations and changing up of names so much sometimes. Um, but I can also, I mean, I have to take into consideration that like I don't understand it, but it also helps like kids um, who are the primary demographic of the Pokemon franchise to like better pronounce names because I can't imagine a four or five year old trying to say. I mean, I have a hard enough time saying Iona or uh, Iono. I don't know. I have a hard enough time with that. Not that Nanjimo is any better, but like, boof. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that'll do it for Battle Science Podcast. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Jesse, you got any final points before I close this out? Have a good holiday. Yep. Uh, have a good community day. We will catch everyone uh, after Christmas slash Hanukkah. So, or maybe in the middle of Hanukkah. I don't actually know off the top of my head what the dates are for Hanukkah. Um, so I apologize if I seem to be disrespectful to anybody. I hope everyone has a wonderful time hanging out with their family and their friends. Um if you can't come join us and we'll chat with you uh stay warm because it's getting colder uh or it's if you're in the again on sunday probably um <laughs> if you're in the southern hemisphere i hope hope you stay cool because it's probably getting warmer um everybody have a happy happy holidays uh we will see you once more before the new year um to close out 2022 before we reach into 2023 um goodness gracious yeah um thank you everybody for tuning in uh twitter at battle underscore science youtube.com slash c slash battle science uh pop into the discord um come say hi hang out i know the discord's been pretty quiet but you know um we're still here uh just busy and um i don't know the next big thing (laughs) yeah pretty much just riding the waves so um We'll uh we'll catch you out there on the battlefield.
Happy holidays, everyone.